Welcome to Today on Broadway for Friday, June 23rd, 2023. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. Grace, we're getting towards the end of the week. I mentioned a couple days ago when I was with Ashley that early next week is going to be a little bit of a smorgasbord of, of content here. You, Ashley, and I all have stuff going on on Monday, so we probably won't have an episode of Today on Broadway on Tuesday. But we'll have something. I think we will either have a new episode of Some Like It Pop or some sort of conversation or interview. I don't know what yet, but I wanted to remind everybody that as we head into the weekend, next week will be a little up and down uh, as we get into the summer. We're all busy. Uh, Grace, we Ashley and I talked about what you have going on on Monday on yesterday's show. So this is very exciting, like big time industry executives coming up to see you do your little your little skit, huh? Just my little skit, my little talkie talkie. Um, it, it's so funny. It's it, well, thank you, first of all, for even mentioning it on the show. That's so lovely. Um, but uh, we're we're kind of in a funny time of solo shows uh, this week and um, until uh, foreseeable, I think, August. You've got one woman show happening at the Greenwich Playhouse. Then you've got Alex Edelman's show that's opening on Monday. They start preview performances as we're recording right now. Alex Edelman's just for us. And then I guess at 4.30 p.m., if you are an industry person that would like to see <laughs> To Free a Mockingbird, um, lots of people with chairs and microphones. So um, if you're tired of seeing big, gorgeous casts and you want to be funny and sad for a couple minutes... Head over. Whatever happens early next week, uh, we will have all of our episodes heading over to Patreon before you can get them anywhere else. So if you want to hear all of that, go to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. All right, let's get into the news, Grace. And this is something that we knew was coming for a while. They had been teasing it, although the specifics of the show were a closely guarded secret, although we knew and we'd heard, but the original Book of Mormon stars Josh Gad and Andrew Rainers are coming back to Broadway, not in the producers, which a lot of people had thought that they were going to do, but instead in a two-hander musical called Gutenberg, exclamation point, the musical, exclamation point. This is a show that had originally run off-Broadway. It is now coming to Broadway for the very first time under the direction of Alex Timbers. It'll play the James Earl Jones Theater beginning on Friday, September 15th and running for a 20-week limited engagement through January 28th. This is a show that like I've had the cast album for a long time. It's funny. It is is little. Um, it actually originated back in 2005 at the New York Musical Theater Festival. Timbers directed it back then. And uh, when it went off Broadway in 2006, it's been all over the country. Um, uh, Gad and Reynolds are not the creators of the show, um, but it'll be interesting. But they to see are the in the show, as in the, it's kind of a show within a show to say that right. Josh and Andrew are the creators of Gutenberg the musical as their characters, but the other. So they they are the creators if you're watching the show, but not literally. <laughs> yes, they did not. This was originally by Scott Brown and Anthony King. Um, so I guess I don't know if they're playing Scott and Anthony. I don't know how this works. If this is like a, a, a no, a it's title it's of Bud show and Doug. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're two very distinct characters um, that were originated by you know Chris Fitzgerald and Jeremy Shamos 
Um, and then they had UCB ties and stuff. So this one's been kicking around for a long, long time. And, um, I'm just so excited that you've got two powerhouses joining forces again with Josh Gad and Andrew Rannells. Everyone's been wanting to see, it was so funny that people were floating around like the idea of a, you know, Book of Mormon pro shot or something. And it's like, these guys have, have passed that time in their lives. Um, (laughs) so, um, it's, Mm -hmm. it's nice that this will be coming to Broadway for the first time for sure. Yeah, they were on Morning Joe, which I guess has kind of like become a place where people talk about Broadway shows premiering because I think we had one like a week or so ago there. But so you, they do talk a little bit more about it uh, if you want to check out that video in the show notes. But this is just another Broadway house that we know what is going to be in it for this fall. So by my calculations, Grace, that means the theaters that we do not know what is going in there as of now for the fall are in alphabetical order. The August Wilson, the Belasco, the Jacobs, the Schoenfeld, the Imperial, the um, the Long Acre, and then Studio 54. Everything else is accounted for. I'm not counting, again, the Majestic or the Palace because those are under renovations. I am sure that all of those theaters, those, um, those seven theaters, will be occupied, or at least most of them will be. So we certainly have more announcements to come in the coming weeks. And I would imagine they'd want to get on those announcements fairly soon. I mean, depending on when they, uh, the new shows are going to open, if they're going to be an October kind of thing, I figured they'd want to have uh, announcements made by early August to give themselves a couple, a couple months to sell tickets. But we will see definitely some more shows coming to Broadway in the fall. And that's always exciting for us to talk about. All right, let's get into some uh, show and casting news. And yesterday, Bastille My Beating Heart, our beloved MCC theater, announced its 2023-2024 season in Grace. After I was a subscriber last year and only got to go to a couple shows, you got to go to the rest of them. I'm like tempted to do it again because this season is kind of incredible. Um, Let's run through it. If you want to read more about each of these shows, uh, you can do so in the show notes. But Starting in September, actually on September 11th, off-Broadway, the Playwrights Realm will be the company in residence, and they will have a world premiere of a new play by Emma Horitz called Mary Gets Hers. It's directed by Josiah Davis. That'll lead into a November-December run for the world premiere of Walk On Through, Confessions of a Museum Novice. This is written and performed by Gavin Creel. You might have heard of him before. It is directed by Linda Goodrich. Then following that... We will have another world premiere. This one will run in January and February of 2024. It is a show with music and lyrics by Jason Robert Brown and a book by Jonathan Mark Sherman. It is conceived and directed by Daisy Prince, who obviously has a long, long uh, working relationship with Jason Robert Brown. Then we've still got another uh, premiere here. This is not a world premiere, but this is a New York premiere. This show had its world premiere out in L.A. uh, earlier this year, I think. Um, This is the musical called The Lonely Few that has music and lyrics by Zoe Sarnak with a book by Rachel Bonds. It is being co-directed by Trip Coleman and Eleanor Scott. Interesting, Eleanor Scott is a choreographer of some renown. So getting the co-billing here on the uh, on the directorship is is kind of exciting. This was done um, out in LA, I believe. Sierra Renee did it, and um, Lauren Patton and Helen Shen were in the LA productions. I'm obsessed with uh, both, but also like this is. I'm wondering if they're going to be uh, including the same cast or if they've got like you know a, a new you know a group 
to be a part of the New York production. I'm really excited about this. I know I've seen a lot of creators post about seeing it in LA. I've heard some of the music. It's fantastic. Um, I'm really interested. Yeah, I would I, w- I would go out on a limb and say I would guess that this maintains a lot of the the bulk of the uh, of the L.A. cast from the Geffen Playhouse. You mentioned Lauren Patton and Helen Shen. Sierra Renee was also in there. Damon Duano uh, was in the cast as well. So really excited to see this one when it premieres next spring. So as always, MCC doing the work, getting great shows by great artists uh, off Broadway and uh, looking forward to spending another large sum of money that they're doing a great job of getting your money which is excellent yeah which is what they're supposed to do um all right this is something that a lot of people like you grace were very excited about and were looking into booking trips to london because on i guess it was late wednesday evening afternoon night Baz Bombaboy from Deadline reported that succession star sarah snook has signed on to do a West End production of The Picture of Dorian Gray in which she will play 26 different characters. This is a huge task. It's going to begin performances in January of 2024. It'll run for 12 weeks at the Theater Royal Haymarket. The show is also being eyed for a Broadway transfer. The show is being described as Cine Theater, so I don't know exactly what that means. If that is gonna means there's going to be a lot of video involved, if she, is she going to be playing opposite projections? I, I don't. I don't know. It previously premiered in Sydney from the Sydney Theater Company. This will be its London premiere, and of course, the thought of. Uh, bringing it to Broadway is very strong, especially when we know that Jeremy Strong uh, will also be doing a show on Broadway in early 2024. So maybe they bring it straight from London over to New York and we get a little uh, succession reunion on Broadway. Of course, we also know that Brian Cox is doing Long Day's Journey in tonight in London next spring. So who knows? Lots of succession folks hanging up that HBO Max money and uh, and diving back into theater. You got to love it. Well, Marianne Moyad started the trend, so I just need more. I need absolutely more. I need uh, Mr. Logan Roy himself to come back to Broadway, Brian Cox. Um, There's there's just too many talents. And also, where is Alan Ruck in all of this? I want to see Alan Ruck on Broadway. You got to love Alan Ruck. Big, big fan of his. And of course, your beloved Kieran Culkin as well. I would see that man uh, shuffle ball change into any damn show. I paid too much money that I could not afford on today. Ticks like today ticks is like absolutely the most accessible thing in the world. Like I'm so grateful for them. But at the time I had zero doll hairs and I spent my last dollar, um, when I was working retail to see him and this is our youth. And thanks to today ticks, I could do that. But I, he is just the work that he has done with Kenneth Lonergan. I just please more Jay Smith Cameron, call your husband. Seriously, Please. let's get she needs to get to Broadway, too. So uh, I don't even watch Succession, but I want everybody from the show on uh, on Broadway. All right. So in addition to this, we also got some announcements from the Williamstown Theater Festival. We talked previously about some of the shows that had been previously announced. The new play Paris Actors. We already knew Hamish Linkletter is the writer of that, directed by Jack O'Brien. Some of the people in that cast, Gus Burney, Hamish is going to be in it. His real-life wife, Lily Rabe, Noah Robbins, Jordan Tyson. We know about a bunch of this. The big news coming out of this is that there will be a reading of Anton Chekhov's Three Sisters, starring three sisters, Grace Gummer, Mamie Gummer, and Louisa Jacobson. Also, their brother, Henry Wolf Gummer, 
will be in it as well. He is normally a singer-songwriter, but he is dusting off the family acting genes and getting on stage for this two-night reading. Also in the cast will be Robert Sean Leonard and others. Look, I know this is just two nights, but if you get four of Meryl Streep's children on stage together, like that's a big honking deal, Grace. Yeah, I I, I can't believe this is real. <laughs> that's kind of my only take. Yeah, it it really is kind of incredible. Also in the reading series at WTF will be Martin McDonough's The Pillow Man, directed by Lila Neugebauer. No cast has been announced for that. We also know that Laura Benanti will be there and Hassan Minhaj is going to be doing uh, his show as well. So lots of great stuff, all as always, at the Williamstown Theater Festival. And then, uh, you know, I've talked a lot about the fact that I love the Bedlam Theater Company. They have announced their fall show for New York Off-Broadway. They're going to be doing Tom Stoppard's Arcadia, which is one of my favorite plays. That will begin performances on October 27th and will run through December 3rd Off-Broadway at the West End Theater. All right, Grace, this is a story that I'm sure you were very excited about. Because on Thursday, the Kennedy Center announced its 2023 honorees, and they include Dionne Warwick, Barry Gibb, Queen Latifah, Broadway vet Renee Fleming, and your boy, Billy Crystal. These. What do I have they, to do? I, I don't what know. do I have to do? Matt, I am serious. And to all the listeners out there, do I have to sit on Kennedy's lap himself? What do I have to do? Because I I need to be in the room where that is happening. Yeah, I mean, when I saw this, the first thing I thought of was like you going crazy wearing your um, your comic relief sweatshirt at the Kennedy Center because I'm going to wear a city slickers to. costume to the Kennedy Center. I am not <laughs> fucking around. Um, and the fact that like I was at a, a Paley Center honor or something like that a couple of years ago where I was sitting with Dionne Warwick and I didn't have the guts to um, say hello and or ask for a gorgeous photo with her. Um, so I'm, I am deeply regretting that. But uh, this is just so stunning. And also, can I just ask, like, this is such an incredible group of people. So I'm not, you know, just saying that. Have we not asked Liza Still, I know that's the thing that like a lot of people were were talking about on social media on Thursday. Like, look, I don't want to downplay the importance of of Liza, but I do wonder if like the fact that she is not part of the public consciousness as much today for like new stuff that she's been doing for the past 10, 20, 30 years. Like maybe, you know, the fact that Dion is now the queen of Twitter, Billy Crystal, obviously still active, Renee Fleming, still active, Queen Latifah, still very active, Barry Gibb, not so much. But like, I wonder if that is hurting her, that she's not a little bit more putting things out in the public consciousness. Do you think that might have something to do with it? No, I, I don't want to put the onus and perhaps like, you know, there's always the the truth that perhaps that they have been asked, like her team has been asked, but it's, it's, it's become, you know, something else. Like there's always, you know, something that we don't know. Right. So, um, it's just another year where it's not been a part of it. So I would, I would hope that it's not chalked up to no one's asked. I would hope that it's something else. Yeah. I also think that if you've looked back over the past decade or so, and I think there was a change in like the membership and maybe this had to do with, I don't know if it even dated back to Bush. It might've been a Trump thing, but I think it might've even been sometime in between there. There has been a lot less focus on Broadway talent in, uh, in the past decade or decade plus. So I do wonder if that has anything to do with the fact that we're seeing more pop people, more hip hop people, 
being included in there. But either way, the awards will air on CBS and um, Paramount Plus on December 3rd, and they will be hosted by Broadway-connected person Gloria Estefan for the third time. In a little bit of theater journalism news, I was incredibly excited to see a press release come out from New York Magazine announcing that Sarah Holdren was going to be returning as a theater critic. She previously had worked as New York's theater critic from 2017 to 2019. And I I have to tell you, like, I don't know that I've ever read a theater critic better than Sarah Holdren. She is an acclaimed director in her own right. And when she left New York Magazine, Uh, to go back to directing. Like, I completely understood that because that is what, you know, like, that's where her background is. But I thought it was an an incredible loss for the theater conversation. The only bad thing about it is, like, her reviews often came out, like, the day after opening, so they weren't always a part of, like, that opening night discussion. But as far as I'm concerned, Sarah Holdren is the best critic that I've ever read. She will continue to work in conjunction with Jackson McHenry, and they will also be expanding their theater coverage to include the Stage Whisperer newsletter, which they did as a test run back for the 2022 Tonys. So it looks like New York Magazine and Vulture, which is a part of that as well, are going to be doing a lot more in the theater space and getting Sarah Holdren back on board is absolutely a win for everybody as far as I'm concerned. All right, let's get into a few feel-good recommendations. The first one comes from the Barrington Stage Company production of Cabaret. They have like a little minute sizzle reel with Krista Rodriguez as Sally Bowles, uh, Nick Alexander as the MC. Also in there is Alicia Umphress, Richard Klein, and others. Uh, just got to tell you, it looks hot. Like it just, you know, Krista as, as Sally, it looks hot. It is currently running through July 8th. Check that out. And then, Grace, I believe earlier this week you went to the invited dress for uh, New York City Center Encores' production of The Light in the Piazza. They have put out um, some highlights of that as well. It is running through this weekend, the 25th. It's not a show that I love, just like the musical styles, but from what everybody says, it is an absolutely devastating production uh, of this show. Yeah, it's just a treasure. You know, I think that... Everyone has that has ever listened to the album knows how gorgeous it is. Um, so we're very fortunate to have that uh, that standing Victoria Clark, like Adam Gettle score. Victoria Clark as in her voice, <laughs> but her performance. But uh, yeah, seeing Ruthie take on this role. And again, I am a little bit partial. Is my mother also named Margaret? Does she live in the South? Is she also Asian? Yes. Um, so I was particularly <laughs> kind of a puddle on the floor. Um, but yeah, so it was stunning uh, as far as the the visuals were just perfect enough. Again, it's on course. We don't need to see a, a crazy production value. They do a stunning job of featuring the orchestra, featuring the cast, gorgeous costumes, like featuring some, some really lovely choreography, some movement, but this is to me the perfect encore show. They absolutely nail what they need to do in terms of like servicing the show that might not get done for a long, long time, if ever again, in in the grand scale of a Broadway production, but they do honor the piece in this way. There's new direction. It's just everything that I want encore to be. And I think anyone is so fortunate to come see that show right now. Awesome. So you can get tickets if there are any available through Sunday. All right, everybody, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Grace, where can people find you? You can find me on all forms of social media at It's Grace Aki. All right, everybody, have a wonderful Friday, a wonderful weekend, and we'll be back to talk to you on Monday. 